add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, many of us saw IV drips hitting the headlines very recently when one retailer here in Ireland began offering the service in their store. What do the experts in the field of diet and nutrition really think about these drips? And what about supplements generally? What ones should we be taking and are some better than others? Well, today I'm delighted to be joined by dietitian and sports nutritionist Catherine Stewart to get her view on the matter and help us navigate the sometimes complicated world of supplements. Catherine, welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Long time no see. A very long time no see. Folks, just to fill you in, I know Catherine because she was, uh, I was going to say privilege, that's the wrong word, very much the opposite. Had to suffer three (laughs) and four very smelly men in a camper van uh, cycling all around Ireland and raced around Ireland a couple of years ago. She was our sports dietitian uh, for the event and she survived to tell the sale. It was an interesting experience, but we were well fueled to say the least. Yeah, it was um, great crack. I was raging that I slept through Galway because we went through through there overnight. So that's my one regret of that trip. Absolutely. But look, it's great to see you. So this is really interesting. Two two reasons we're going to have this episode. One is the fact that the IV drips, it was all over the headlines. Uh, there was a lot of who had about it. So we thought we'd bring someone qualified in to actually talk about it. And secondly, on my Instagram, we run polls all the time. We ran one around supplements and I was blown away by the response in terms of the quantity of people who are taking them. The fact that they're taking them off their own opinion or their own choice, as opposed to being recommended by professional. And also just the the amount of different products people were taking. I never expected to be anywhere near that much. So I thought we'd do an episode and we'd chat all about these lovely things and uh, see whether they're good, bad or indifferent and what we actually should be taking. The IV drips, we have to start there. People will be dying to know what, what pe- uh, you know, someone who's qualified actually thinks about them. Give us your give us your opinion. Um, I would say tread with caution. Um, obviously, they have become quite popular and they have a lot of claims when they're advertised about like, regenerating lots of like feel better feel you know all of those type of claims but i just think like how do people go from being terrified to injections to willingly be like let's get a needle on my arm and sit here instead of going to supermarket and spend a little bit extra because if you think of the cost of getting an iv drip for your nutrition versus going to the supermarket and spend a little bit more it just doesn't seem to doesn't really seem to add up you will potentially get the nutrients a lot quicker that's not necessarily a good thing and there has been cases I think in England was it like a 60 year old lady her husband bought her this as a present and she ended up dying after it so like as much as we joke and think oh my gosh yeah we'll go get like a little drip make us feel a bit perkier or like you know sort the hangover out like it is quite serious and I suppose um it's important to be aware of the risks and actually, you know, maybe other ways that we could be getting a little bit extra. I know my colleague Orla Walsh said, if you want to feel better about putting a needle in your arm, go and give blood. I think that's a really good, uh, great suggestion. <laughs> and also with these saline drips, usually they're mixed with salt as well. So you're getting a little bit of extra salt, which isn't necessarily a good thing as well. It can be associated with infections and things like that. And if they're not um, inserted correctly, it can cause burns and things like that. So 
I suppose those side effects aren't really as advertised as the regenerated benefits. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very much marketed as a lecture that you walk into the store, you put this in your arm, you walk yeah. out feeling amazing and life is rosy. And the reality mm. is health in any way, shape or form is never that instant. It's never, you know, it takes a lot more hard work than that. You've got to do a lot more work. It's not just that simple. Yeah. And it comes down to if it sounds to be good to be true, usually it is. Okay, well, that's okay. We've cleared it up very much, very much, and very politically correctly as well. Well done. We didn't shred any toes there, which is really important. <laughs> Chat to me about supplements then. Okay, so I was blown away by the quantity of supplement of answers that came in, the amount of people taking them. Like we had a sample size of about seven or 8,000 to answer that poll. Over 70% were taking them, over 70% were self choosing what ones they were taking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first things first, you know, supplements, they don't replace anything. So they don't replace food. They don't replace uh, things generally. They're there if required and recommended by someone who's professionally qualified to recommend them, I would imagine. Yeah. And I suppose like the word supplement in itself, like it's to supplement your diet. So you shouldn't be using them as a replacement or a substitution. They always are in addition to what you're eating already. So you want to think like, okay, can I get this from food? Yes. Am I getting enough for food? If it's a no, maybe supplements. If something is low previously, then maybe you actually require supplements. But I think fair play to all the people that take in supplements and remember to take them because I am rubbish at remembering to take it. Requires alarms, set inside the toothbrush, things like that. So I suppose they are expensive as well. Like if you're buying them for the whole family too, and you might like a lot of them are water soluble, so you might actually just be peeing them out, so they can turn into expensive wee basically incredibly expensive way and one thing you said there which i think is really important is that it's if you're low in something you may need supplementation so yeah. for anyone who's listening in who's taking anything the question is there to ask you need to know if you're low in something first before you go and take it you can't just self-diagnose yeah. you got to go and find out if you're low in something first definitely because if you think of for example like folate too high folate can mask a B12 deficiency. So more isn't always better. And I think that's something that we've kind of got used to thinking of, like the more, the better. What else can we take? What can we add on? Too much iron can cause issues as well. It can cause gut issues or diarrhea, constipation. Too much magnesium can cause diarrhea too. So I just remember whenever I worked in a hospital in a, a gastro ward, and um, I suppose that might be something that might be recommended more in the sports nutrition world and someone like was convinced that they had Crohn's or osteoclitis or something really serious and it was actually just they were taking magnesium that someone had recommended and once they stopped then that was all cleared up so that's a quite a nice easy solution but it's important to be aware that the supplements do come with side effects and there's like a big sub or vitamin nutrition medication bible I can't remember the name of it but it will go through cautions side effects risks benefits of everything so there's nothing without its risks but there are ones that do have benefit if you've got low iron there'll become a point where you can't increase that by food you need this supplement so it's not to say there's not a place for them it's just asking yourself why am i taking this do i need it is there any risks associated with it yeah and so to start with then you go to your gp or you go to a dietitian and you say okay i think i might be deficient in something and they will check yeah. for that my own level when i was in ironmans uh and and ultra marathons uh particularly when i was in ironmans i was a vegetarian i was i was deficient in b12 pretty much every week consistently and i know because i could feel i could feel myself get more tired and tired went to my gp he said absolutely he got me he got my bloods checked they came back and I got B12 uh, uh, injections, actually, and then supplements off the back of that. 
But so, and that's the that's the route this should take, isn't it? So it's not just buy it off the shelf in the supermarket or buy it off the shelf in the pharmacy because it's advertised to you by some sports yeah. star or some influencer or whatever. It's actually you yeah. need to be told you need this by someone who's far more qualified than you are or the influencer is to to uh, yeah. to take that product. And always checking as well because you might notice someone's recommending something, but actually then they might be getting a little bit of a cut of that every time you click on it or buy it as well. So just considering that too that maybe you know they're benefiting from you taking it maybe more so than you even taking it to begin with absolutely all most of those swipe ups have kickbacks or those scan codes have kickbacks i've been offered loads of them and we don't do it for that reason so yeah if you are looking at influencers recommending to buy with their discount code chances are they're getting money kickbacks on that swipe or on that code so just be a little bit more careful so go to your gp go to dietitian get your bloods checked then they're going to say okay let's get a supplement absolutely does it matter what form they come in? Is there a reason that maybe a tablet might be better than a gel or than a drink? Talk to me a little bit about that. So in terms of, I suppose, vitamin C or the like fizzy type ones that you pop in water, they will be absorbed quicker and maybe potentially better, especially for people who maybe struggle with taking tablets or swallowing them and things like that. They could be a little bit better from that point of view. There are sprays as well. And I, they haven't been tested for efficiency in every single vitamin, but definitely for vitamin d the sprays are justified as the capsules are as well and for kids and things like that they might be a little bit easier to take than trying to encourage them to have the likes of gummies and things that then might be actually feeding into other issues with foods um as well if you're taking supplements kind of in sweetie form as well as tempting as it does make them um and maybe easier for kids to take i suppose that's something to consider as well and presumably then it also comes back to kind of personal a preference or choice. And some people just find it easier to take it in a tablet form or easier to take yeah. it in a, in a drink form. And, you know, can certain, uh, presumably, you know, they, that they can disagree with a person too. You are saying earlier on about, you know, people presenting with certain conditions that it was because yeah. they were having too much of a certain thing. So like that, if people are taking supplements, it can mm-hmm. disagree with you and it may not, it may not agree with you. Yeah. And sometimes people find that they're fervescent ones. Um, are less likely to cause that side of things. I've heard people say, um, like people I've seen in clinic, that they've said that the vitamin D can cause a little bit of constipation. Um, so the sprays for them might be a little bit better because that's just going to bypass the gut completely. And I know for myself, like I don't have any trouble taking tablets or anything like that. But for some reason, I remember to take my vitamin D if it's in a spray rather than a tablet or capsule. I don't know what the reason for that is. Maybe it's a bit of a novelty, but... Um, yeah, it's important to remember, though, that people would never maybe overdo, like if the dose is one tablet or two tablets, they'll tend to stick to that with the spray. They'll kind of be a bit spray happy. And I suppose that can add up. So it's important to stick to the doses um, that are recommended. OK, folks, you listen to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. We're chatting all things supplements and supplementation. Some can be expensive, we, but some are actually important for you as well. And let's chat through the kind of the essential ones again on that poll on Instagram. And, and we have had one or two guests on before from uh, uh, studies that they've done in Trinity. Vitamin D is something that pretty much we all should be taking because we don't get enough vitamin D through our diets or from sunlight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So especially I've heard it said as a reminder like between halloween and paddy's day that you want to be taking vitamin d definitely in ireland and in the winter time because even though if you were brave enough to lie out in the sun between 12 and 3 for at least 20 minutes with your arms and most of your legs exposed you're not going to get enough vitamin d from that and you're probably going to um feel much worse for it so you want to be taking a supplement everyone from the age of four years upwards should be taking a supplement of at least 10 micrograms of vitamin d daily 
there are some groups that are at risk of having lower vitamin D or um, having vitamin D deficiency. So that might be, for example, like smokers, people with lung conditions or chronic conditions, um, those who are housebound or indoors who would always be maybe covering their um, covering their bodies, whether for religious or cultural reasons as well. So they might want to consider taking a higher dose, which would be 15 to 20 micrograms um, and maybe potentially taking that all year round. So if you know that, say, for example, maybe Monday to Friday between 12 and 3, I know that even in the summertime, I'm not going to get out in the sunshine to get my vitamin D, then probably for me, it's better for me to take that all year round. Um, so it's important to, I suppose, think about your situation and whether actually that's achievable to get outside. Like if you're a PE teacher in summertime is like the best time of the year for you, probably when you're outside with the kids and stuff, your vitamin D is probably <laughs> going to be... Um, optimal but if you say for example have an office job and maybe you know don't always get your lunch break and things like that then maybe you want to think about taking a supplement all year round and what are the, the issues with not getting enough vitamin d we hear it all the time we see it all the time i suppose it's nice to remind people that you know the reasons we need enough of it yeah so number one i suppose is it helps to absorb calcium that then helps to improve bone and um, bone health so it can reduce the risk of fractures in terms of like sports and things like that it's really important um, and can actually improve aerobic capacity so if you're doing any endurancey type sports it can also be linked with um i suppose uh like muscle protein synthesis aka just building muscle and um, so important to get enough from that point of view and there were some studies at the beginning of covid that were going into whether it might have had an impact on that as well so there may be a link with immunity i know like at one stage it was flying off the shelves in the middle of the the pandemic too but it's got lots of lots of benefits and a lot of people are deficient in deficient in it it's not one of those things where you know like it's a random person you might know <clears throat> who has a low vitamin d it is quite common and um, so it's one not to be overlooked okay great and two of the other ones that were that were that were very popular vitamin c was one and omega uh omega oils obviously too vitamin c again a popular one uh yeah. is it useful to take it in supplement form um i'd say it's probably unnecessary for a lot of people if you eat a very diet like for example half a pepper will have your daily vitamin c in it a cup of strawberries in half a of pepper. orange juice yeah so and even potatoes wow, have a okay. quarter i never thought about pepper c. as having vitamin c okay yeah so like pepper this is why i love chatting to people i get to learn lots of stuff myself which is brilliant yeah, I'm not anti-supplements. It might come across as that way, but I just think you probably are easy not to get Not at all, and, and you haven't. And, yeah, you yeah. Haven't. and even with the, um, I suppose, like, whenever I was younger, I remember my granny would sometimes give us the fizzy tablets, and it was such a novelty, quite exciting. And now, I don't know if I could be bothered <laughs> with that. Like, So if um, if you are eating a berry diet, if you have in any berries or tomatoes, oranges, kiwis, broccoli, peppers, I doubt there's any need for you to be taking vitamin C in um tablet or um busy tablet form as well sometimes people would say no definitely if i feel a cold on i feel much better taking vitamin c you'll just well isn't that yeah that, that's the classic the one extra. of course yeah yeah so you'll just um pee out the no, extra so there's no harm in taking it the safe upper limit is um what is it i think it's 2000 milligrams we need 80 milligrams a day so and um most supplements won't be above that range anyway. So you're unlikely to do any harm with it. And of course, when you take supplements like that, or there are others, uh, which are more maybe more multivitamin based, you, your urine does dramatically change colour. Yeah. 
Uh, and is that literally you just weighing out what you just put into your body and it's just passing straight through and it's going straight out? Yeah, definitely. So as long as you're aware of that and, you know, don't hit panic sessions, um, then, yeah, you might be seeing more <laughs> something that resembles Fanta or the likes of that as he drinks. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, talk to me about fish then. So people probably... On the island, on the island, don't eat enough fish. I know now that the weather is changing, my own diet changes. I eat a lot more fish and a lot less chicken and meat. I just in the winter find it very difficult to eat fish. Yeah. But now it's kind of bright. I'm looking at here; it's sun. The sun is shining. I can pretend I'm in the Mediterranean. I have my fish and my salad and all of that. Uh, but as a, a nation, we tend not to have enough. So again, the omegas are probably important. Are they to have in as a supplement? Yeah, definitely. And I think probably that's something that might come out in a few years in terms of like recommendations similar to vitamin D because. If people do eat fish, it tends to be the less offensive ones, I'd say, or the less smelly ones. Whereas actually, like the salmon's not saying salmon smelly, but salmon, trout, mackerel, sardines, the oily fish are the ones that you're going to get. The oh yeah, I can't eat from. any of that. Yeah. So you'd want to be taking two portions of them a week. And if not, you'd want to be considering an omega-3 supplement for that. So really important for um, brain health and also heart health as well. So um there's different types of omega-3 and ALA tends to be in more of the plant-based foods. So walnuts, rapeseed oil um, and those types of things. Whereas DHA and EPA are the animal sources. So if you're looking for an omega-3 supplement, you want to look in the back and see if it says EPA and DHA. And the total of those should equate to at least 215 milligrams to make sure you're getting enough. Sometimes people I think my dad does this, takes cod liver oil and there's not actually enough omega-3 in that to actually have the benefits. So again, it's just looking to make sure that there's enough in it. If you do follow a vegan diet, then you probably don't want to be taking a fish oil. Um, so you can get algae-based omega-3. That would be a better option um, in that case. Wow. I, I'm Okay, I, I'm, I'm still at the, if you, if, if you don't have the two the two portions of smelly fish, I hate all of those fishes. I, I, I eat white fish and that's that's as far as I go. I don't go any further. Do you not like salmon? No, ca- salmon, tuna. N- no, even the thought of it makes me oh, kind of want to mm-hmm. almost, no, not like, no. Yeah, so tuna used to be classified as an oily fish and then they recalculated and apparently it's not an oily fish anymore. So okay. yeah. I am going straight online after this session and I'm ordering some Omega, some Omega, uh, um, Omegas because I don't <laughs> eat enough of the smelly fish. So right, okay, this is good to know. Yeah, it's good for sports nutrition as well. Oh, yeah. And as I said, straight online, we'll be clicking that button and be adding those into my diet because I absolutely don't take enough of them. Uh, oh, talk to me about sports sup- sports supplements then. Okay, so protein powders are everywhere. And we see that on Instagram every time we do the q and I take protein. Da, da, da. So my take, and you're the dietitian. I'm going to throw my opinion out there first. Yeah. My take on it is you eat your protein from chicken, fish, nuts, seeds, all of that. And, and if you can't get enough of it, you yeah. then supplement with a shake. That's kind of where shakes, mm-hmm. the role of protein shakes are in the world of health and in the world of sports nutrition. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, so convenience and in supplement to your normal diet. So say if someone trains really late at night and actually by the by the time they get home and whatever cook anything, it's like 10 o'clock and you know, they'll go to bed with a full belly and not be asleep for another few hours. So maybe in those cases, it might um, be helpful or if someone has got particularly high requirements or maybe if they don't eat, um, the animal products that might have a little bit more in them proportion then they can come in handy in that case but rarely do you know I'd never recommend them to 
everyone that comes into clinic because they're definitely not necessary and there's so many protein fortified foods out there as well that can be an option to like you've got the protein milks and the protein puddings and yogurts and things like that um that could be considered too but it's important to realize as well that you can actually get a little bit of protein in like your pastas your potatoes your carbohydrates as well so it all can add up even if you're thinking okay you know beans on toast or something like that like half a tin of beans and two slices of toast is going to be 20 grams of protein i remember your beans on toast they're deadly <laughs> yeah they're not i remember i think that must have been insomnia that was making them um, taste delicious <laughs> uh, and chat to me around protein requirements then again there's a big push there's a lot of pts who are not nutritionists or dietitians who are putting people on the protein and, and kind of green veg side and that the, like they're pushing massive recommendations and RDAs of protein. What's a normal yeah. amount that people who are listening in should be taking for who those who are you know moder- you know normally active? Um, so the general recommendations, I think, as far as I remember, are not 0.7 grams per kg. If you're looking to build muscle, you might want to go more the one 1.6 per kilogram gram per kilogram um, or up to two but there's really no additional benefits over two grams of protein per kg so that might look like you know between 20 to 40 grams of protein per meal for most people and maybe a little bit in a in a snack out of all the meals i'd say that people maybe lack a little bit of protein would be the breakfast because if you think of like the cereals wouldn't have that much protein in it unless you're definitely having it with milk and now more of the kind of plant-based diets are coming through people might have cereal with almond or oat milk and those types of things that actually don't have much protein in them um, to begin with. So it's just important to recognise that maybe there you might want to think about how you're going to get in a bit extra protein. And this this is a controversial question, but I'll put it to you anyway. Is there a placebo effect to supplementation? That because you're taking a supplement that you automatically yeah. feel better or think you feel better, even though you don't, but you think you do because you're taking this habit and you paid 50 yeah. euro for the pleasure to have your sachet in the morning and all of yeah. that and you feel amazing because the, the brand and the influencers are telling you how amazing they all feel and you're joining the club because you're taking it and the reality is you're weighing most of it out yeah so um whatever protein you take that your body doesn't need to use it's going to get it's going to get rid of it or if you're taking too much and going in excess of what your body maybe needs then it's maybe going to store it as energy um so i'm not too sure about the research and the placebo effect i definitely think that it there is a placebo effect to these types of things. And to be honest, if you're not doing any damage, you're happy to pay for it and it's safe, far away. Like a lot of people that would come to see me have already, maybe their views on supplements aren't going to change. I suppose you can give them the background and the evidence, the risks, the benefits and leave it up to them to decide. As you're, I suppose my job is just to make sure that they are aware of all the information and then they can make the decision um, themselves. But yeah, I definitely think like if I was like, I'd feel quite proud of myself. I remember taking my vitamin D. I think I'm stronger already after one one spray or something each morning. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes there's nothing wrong with that in, in some respects, yeah. because if, if psychologically you feel stronger and you feel better, even if you're weighing it out or whatever, yeah. in some respects, if you're like I said, if you're willing to pay for that and spend the money on it, and some of them are really, really expensive. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that's your that's that's your call. Um, the final question I have for you is when people are making the choice, what's the best way to make sure that you make, you're choosing the right product or what is there a, a criteria to look for when you're choosing a product in terms of, in terms of whether it's, is it, you know, WHO or is there a, a governing body for supplements or not? I suppose 
I would say go into a pharmacy and chat to someone. A lot of people buy supplements online and then you're not actually, do you know, you know, like the reputable chemists, pharmacies and things like that. Online, it's a bit of a free-for-all sometimes as well. It might be a little bit harder to to regulate. So chat to someone like pharmacies are like a walk-in medical dictionary. So, um, you know, you can ask someone for a little bit of advice. It might be useful to look at the back and see actually how much is in things because multivitamins will contain vitamin d they'll have five micrograms and people need 10 micrograms throughout the winter time so you could be taking a multivitamin but actually you're going to need to add on another vitamin d on top of that or you might want to look for a multivitamin that actually has enough in it sometimes they'll contain like fillers and things like that as well so you might want to check if there's any other ingredients um which might actually reduce the quality of the overall supplement or the amount that is in it. And more expensive isn't always better. So um, like if you've looked at the back, there's a, the amount that you need in it and it says it is from the reputable store or there's someone there that you can ask for a bit of advice, um, then I'd say you're on the right tracks. Okay. Well, that's look, be a consumer and, you know, take it back to talking to someone in person and uh, asking their advice is a really important thing. Now, I know where you are on Instagram and I have your phone number. We chat all the time. If people want to follow you, how can they find you? So my Instagram is edible underscore evidence. And um, that's probably where I do have Twitter, but I think it's a bit of a scary place. I don't go on it too much. Um, maybe just to observe in the background. And um, so yeah, Instagram's probably the main place you can find me and you can message me on there or could you, you can email me. My email is catherine at edibleevidence.co.uk. I think. Yeah, Fantastic. that's one. Um, so happy to answer any questions if anyone has any after this. Great. Catherine, it's been fantastic to catch up and finally get you on the show. Much appreciated. And thank you so much for joining us. Really great content and great tips, just like always. So fair play. Folks, that's all we have time for on today's show. As ever, you know where we are, at Carl Henry PT on Instagram. Like Catherine, used to be on Twitter, but it's a bit of an angry place, so we steer clear of that. It's realhealthindependent.ie. And don't forget to rate and review. We are back next week for more Real Health. Have a wonderful week. Get your smelly fish into you. That's really, really important. And if you don't, get some supplements, just like I'm going to do now. See you next week. Sláin Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.